Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. Okay, I am now recording. You, Miss Kitty Cartel, are also recording. And through the magic of technology, we're about to have ourselves a podcast. Hello to the person who's listening, no matter what country, state, wherever the hell you are, even if you're on Mars, welcome to the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran Callum, and as I always say each and every week, this is the show that's here to give you some tips, some techniques, some strategies that you can use to smash your day and your sexual goals. Today I have a very, 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 very special guest. Her name is Miss Kitty Cartel and dare I say it, that's quite a sexy name, dare I say it, and she is an adult performer who happens to live in that random state in America where they're loaded with crocodiles and man-eating snakes and stuff like that and it's just an absolute death trap to navigate. So, hello. Hello Kitty. Hi guys. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, honestly, somewhat sleepy. It is five to one in the morning over here and it's been a very, very, very long day. My bones are a bit weary and honestly, I could use a little bit of a massage as well. How are you? Okay, okay. It's only seven something at night here, so I am still full of energy. I have a question. You are an adult performer, but what does that actually look like day by day? When you say adult performer. Okay, so for me, I work in numerous different strip clubs all over the country here in the U.S. So I work out of Florida as a home base. So I work here in the town I live in. I work in a few towns that are close to here and a few towns far away. And then I also will travel to different states and work at other random clubs that I've grown to like over the years. As a adult performer, you make money off men effectively lusting over your body. Yes. Is that a turn on or is it about the quote unquote bag? Obviously, it's what we do for the money, but it's not for everyone. It's an acquired skill for sure. It's something that you grow to like and enjoy and to really just be yourself and have fun with. Do you feel like you can express yourself on stage while you're performing in a way that you can't do in your regular life? Yes, so there is a huge opportunity to express individuality in the strip club. You know, as an adult entertainer, you kind of create this alter ego almost that becomes somebody that you enjoy, you know, being and so it's it's a pretty cool concept it's it's i like it i enjoy it if i was an adult entertainer and you know what i'd be lying if i said i hadn't considered it because i totally have (laughs) you should try I totally have. I thought this is what I'd do, right? If I was going to like be a male stripper, my whole thing would be that I'm an African warrior and I'd come out in a loincloth and I'd have Ooh. like a spear that I would beat on the floor like constantly and I'd have a shield and all of my movements would be really strong and powerful and I'd be like this tribal prince. That's what I thought I would do. I like it. I like it. Maybe you should start out with like that theme for an OnlyFans. 
Potentially, but I figure I might not have the clientele that I would want. Well, you have to find it. What clientele would you want? I would want a female clientele. I wouldn't want to be lusted after by legions of homosexual oh. men, which is what I think would probably happen. <laughs> Okay, and then I and then they're like DMing me and stuff and asking me to send them feet pictures, and it's like, nah, just, just, just that. Nah. Uh, well, I actually sell feet pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. Being an adult entertainer for a woman is just the same. We don't always have men that lust after us. Sometimes it's women too. You see your character like Kitty Cartel.、Mm-hmm. Talk to me and talk to us about Kitty Cartel. Who is Kitty Cartel? What is it that you're expressing when you're on stage? So, Kitty Cartel is actually、um, a name that I came up with. A nickname of mine has always been Kitty. So, I kind of wanted my Instagram to be my Instagram name to be bold and be something、um, that I felt would draw people in. And so, Kitty Cartel it was, and I I've had. Plenty of different stage names throughout、um, throughout my time working in strip clubs and、uh, different aliases. I actually work with the name Paris a lot,、um, but I've had many different names. Kitty Cartel is something that I felt I could brand and make it a fun page that people could express sexuality on openly. And、um, just you know, a safe space to be yourself and be comfortable with sex. Have you always been comfortable with yourself and sex? Because I would imagine that the majority of the men who are listening to this, I think, okay, so she's young, she's beautiful, she's a woman, she's a stripper. Therefore, she has her pick of men. Therefore. The world's been telling her that she's amazing since she was really young. She probably has no insecurities whatsoever. Are there insecurities that you've had around your body, especially around sex? Oh yeah, of course. I think that everyone walking the earth has certain insecurities and things that、um, are just a part of them. And for me, I've had my own insecurities, as you know, we all do. Definitely. I had more insecurities when I first started dancing than I would say I do now. It's I feel like it gives a woman a sense of freedom and a sense of discovering her own sexuality as well along the ride of of being an adult entertainer. So that's been that's been a really cool thing for me. I haven't always been very comfortable with my sexuality. I feel like it's just. You know, it's always been a taboo thing. You know, expressing yourself sexually and being, you know, a sexual entity. So I think that、um, a lot of people have that. Like, sex is a, a big secret, or it's not supposed to be expressed this way or that way, or this is wrong or that is wrong. But I don't think any of it is. Wrong in a sense. It's just whatever works for you is what works for you, and just roll with it. Do you mind if I ask what about your sexuality you were previously uncomfortable with expressing that you've now since learned to embrace? I'll say one thing would be eye contact. I wasn't big on eye contact when I was younger, and I feel like 
being in the strip club environment and eye contact being such an important part of your interactions, close you know, contact interactions that I've grown to appreciate and be more comfortable with eye contact. See, that sounds surprising because it's like as a stripper, I mean, if I'm thinking of the same thing you actually do as a stripper is a stripper, she takes her clothes off in front of God knows how many men and maybe God knows how many women. But also you do private dances where you rub and you grind against a man or a woman. So you were more comfortable sitting on the lap of a stranger than actually looking into the eyes of that same stranger. Is that what you're saying? Yes, actually. So for a while, I would say my first year uh, when I was 18 and I started dancing, I would want to just blindly get the dance over with and whatever but I've actually grown over time to enjoy the experiences that I have with my clients you know there are definitely some clients that I've been attracted to over time there's been clients that have turned me on in certain ways that I didn't know turned me on before while you were dancing yeah some people I guess some men in the strip club just will do things to you um like maybe place their hand a certain certain way or just i don't know their vibe their energy the way they move things like that that sometimes it's just i don't know it's compatible with you and it feels good and it's a good moment it's a good experience so when you said that you were you found it hard to make eye contact it's interesting because i used to find it very 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 tough to make eye contact as well and i think uh, maybe a lot of the listeners do too now for me it's always felt like when you make eye contact with someone and it's prolonged eye contact it's you're very naked and you're very vulnerable because it's you and there's them you know like they're kind of looking into your soul and then in that moment as this person is looking into your soul all of your fears and your insecurities they come to the forefront because you wonder if they can see all of the things that you know about you that whether they're true or not you're scared that they're true and you think that they're true and as this person is looking into you that all just becomes very tough to deal with is that the kind of thing that you used to experience when you'd be looking at people while dancing or maybe even in general yes and i think that came from the idea that i needed to be somebody else for my job or for that person to like me or be attracted to me enough to want to you know spend money or do the strip club experience or even just to have a conversation with me so i think that it comes from not having the confidence in just being yourself is where the the eye contact thing was for me so once i grew to learn how to just be more myself and to express myself just genuinely then eye contact and conversation that was comfortable came really easy to me at work who did you think you needed to be who did a young kitty feel like she needed to be in order to be sexy beautiful wanted desired that sort of thing i felt like i needed to be overly sexual i guess because of the environment you know to be like attractive or to be desired or you know lusted over in that environment so i think that when i realized that 
people just want genuine interaction and that's more important than it was it was a little easier felt more like human connection human connection isn't something that most people associate with a strip club at all so you're saying that the men who come to the club they want a connection with your mind more so than with your body most yes not everyone some just want physical touch but yeah i think it, it a lot of it comes down to more of a mental thing so do you ever have friendships with clients or date them or anything like that i have i feel like as a client even at work you grow to have friendships even with just people that come into the club if they're your client or not but definitely with your clients you grow to have a friendship and a relationship and it usually grows to actually be a unique relationship in that a lot of people when you are your genuine self feel like they can open up and be themselves with you in that environment because it's secluded it's it's away from their lives it's it's totally different than somebody who actually knows them or you know so i think that I lost my train of thought. <laughs> whether or not you have uh, relationships with clients. Oh, whether I have relationships with them? Uh, definitely friendships and relationships within the club. There have been people that I've had friendships or relationships with outside of the club too, for sure. Sometimes it's a little taboo. Some clubs don't allow that. Some do. So with that... Sometimes it's tricky because if you're not comfortable and you're not truthful with each other and, you know, communicate back and forth what you're wanting or looking for from that friendship relationship as well as them as well, then it can it it can get weird. You said you sell pictures of your feet. Yes. How did that come about? I've always heard it as like jokes, like feet pics and selling feet pics on the internet and things like that over the years. So actually, I just decided one day during the coronavirus pandemic that I was going to search feet pictures on Instagram and I was just going to add a few models that I felt marketed themselves really well and things like that. So I added a bunch of pages and took a couple feet pictures and people were really welcoming and kind of, you know, gave me some tips and ideas and so I just went from there. Talk to me, you know, how's, how's that work? How much do you charge? You know, how many, you know, just, is it is it just feet pictures or do you do your back as well, legs, hands, like? Okay. <laughs> where, do, where do you sell them? Like, you know, it all depends. Details. It all depends. It could be whole body picture, whole, your whole body in the picture with the feet. It could be nude pictures focusing on the feet. It could be just the focus on the feet, just the feet in, you know, in the picture. I contact you. So I'm hitting you up on Instagram, presumably, right? Yeah. Or, so, okay. So... I'm like, oh my God, your feet are beautiful. Please let me buy a picture. And then you will, then I presume, take a custom photo for me specifically. Yes. So custom photos are $15. 
That's not bad for one photo. Yeah. Like for you. No, not for bloody hell. If I, I <laughs> bloody hell, I'd do that. Someone's going to pay me fifteen dollars or pounds for a picture of my feet. Okay, all right. So that's custom photos, and then my other photos. Do you do videos? I just sell the others for ten, and then、uh, yes, I sell videos too. So videos are twenty five for two minutes long. And if you would like custom video, it's thirty dollars, depending on what you want me to do in the video. What do you guys normally want you to do in the video? A lot of the times, people will request the soles of my feet for me to massage my feet with maybe oil or lotion or different things, or they might want me to suck on my toes or. You know any of their wildest fantasies that they can think of, and they will tell me, and I will let them know if that is within my range of consent, and if I'm willing to sell them that content. How many people are paying you for these pictures, these videos? So I've just started out this month actually with the feet pictures. So this is actually a new thing for me online. So I've never been actually in the Sex work world online at all, so it's definitely a transition for me. I started with the feet pictures and looking into other avenues as well. So I would say weekly transactions that actually fall through have been like five to ten weekly for me. That is quite the compliment, and I'll tell you why. So. No matter how beautiful your feet might be, at the end of the day, I could go to Pornhub and I could see an endless array of feet completely for free. The very fact that some guy is like, "Whoa, he's even on Instagram." There's like probably loads there as well. So the very fact that some guy is saying, "I am going to not only just watch some of the endless supply of free feet that's available, but I'm gonna." Dip into my hard-earned money to then pay you to see yours. That man must be really enamored with you. Yeah, I could see that, and I—it's I, definitely a specialty. You know, they want it from you. They, you know, they want it from you specifically, and that's why they are purchasing content from you and not someone else. But I don't know. I think that, like I said, the human connection of it. Feeling like it was made for you, I guess, is better than just finding, you know, a random video that has 21k views on it. I see. Question: Have you ever had your heart broken? Of course, yeah. Would you be willing to tell me about a time when that happened? So I've had. In high school, I had, I guess, like a high school sweetheart that I was with on and off for about four years. Such a funny, crazy, wild, young puppy love kind of relationship. I definitely got my heart broken because of cheating. That was my first heartbreak. So he cheated on you. Yes. I'd imagine that when he cheated on you, did that. Cause you to have feelings like you weren't good enough. Like maybe it wouldn't have happened if you were prettier, or maybe it wouldn't have happened if you were funnier or more intelligent or stuff like that. Of course, or better think, in bed. Yes, you think all of those thoughts. And then did that then cause you to 
deal with men differently after that like would you say that subsequent boyfriends suffered as a result of what this guy did to you way back when no i wouldn't say that they suffer i think that going into another relationship with an open mind and an open heart is really important I think that dealing with past traumas and dealing with even family issues, mental health issues, things like that are so important to have a grasp on before you dive into any type of relationship, romantic, sexual, any type of relationship. How have you dealt with your past traumas? So I actually am not big on therapy, even though therapy is amazing and it helps so many people. I personally like to work on myself by myself. So I like to read self-help books. I like to just take a minute Uh, well, longer than a minute, but just take a few minutes to myself at least once a day to just let my mind wander and kind of collect my thoughts and get myself together. Um, I try to keep up with myself too, take care, take good care of myself. And when I feel my best, I feel like everything around me will subsequently be at their best. What does taking good care of yourself look like then? I like to make sure I'm eating well. I like to make sure when I get up, I'm going to, you know, eat something good. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to wash my face, put my toner and my moisturizer on. I'm going to do my hair, get dressed, feel good. Things like that that just get you ready and prepared to feel at your best all day long. I like to read so I try to read at least once a day. Do you just date men or do you date women too? No, I've actually never dated a woman. Have you ever had sex with a woman? Of course I've had sex with a woman before. Whoa, of course. You said that with <laughs> conviction. Whoa. I feel like... But of course I've had sex with women before. I okay. feel like almost every woman out there has experienced being with a woman in some form or another, yeah. Whether it was just kissing or, you know, full-blown sex or a threesome or... I feel like women do experiment with each other for sure. But you've had full-blown sex with women. I actually have never had full-blown sex with just a woman. But I have had threesomes, yes. The way you said, of course I've had sex. You said, of course, like, Kieran... What kind of silly question have you just asked me? <laughs> of course I've had sex with a woman. Yes. Which would imply, like, you, you, you haven't even just done it three times. It's like, bruv, <laughs> have I ever used a spoon? <laughs> you know? <laughs> have I ever had a shower? So, okay. Yeah, I feel like women are sexual creatures. I feel like human beings in general are sexual creatures and it's nothing to be, nothing to be ashamed of. I think that you women are way more sexual than us men. I think I really think so. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think so. Like, okay, let me give you a, a good example of what I mean. So men, from what I see, will chase their sexuality more. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'll try and get laid, try and have some sex, whatever. But every woman I've ever had sex with, the level of enjoyment that you guys can reach, it far eclipses what's possible for a man. Like a male orgasm, it's like it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds, it builds, uh, uh, and then it's done. And that's it. 
and it's like the actual orgasm itself is literally like that's it whereas your female orgasms it's like it it grows and it grows in waves and waves and then once the orgasm hits it's like you're sailing on this ocean of you know sexuality and intense eroticism that maybe lasts for like i don't know 15 seconds or so it just looks like so much more fun and then there's the whole full body stuff and like the moaning and the toes curling and all of that sort of stuff we don't get that our orgasms are rubbish i reckon if you could jump into my body and experience an orgasm like one of mine i think you'd be like solely disappointed I don't know because as women we always say we wish we could be in a man's body with a penis for a day yeah it's fun (laughs) you know yeah there's advantages you know we can we can go to the toilet standing up that's not to be sniffed at (laughs) you know the way you women do is a bit undignified really you have to sit down and squat everywhere it's like I don't know yeah (laughs) But I feel like we got off, tap- off topic. What were we talking about? First heartbreak. No, we were talking about threesomes. Oh, okay. Having okay. sex with women. Okay. Yeah. So how do these come about? Do these usually come about because of the club or? No, I've actually never had a threesome with anyone from the club. No, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I have. Not that I can remember. How long have you been dancing actually? I have been dancing eight years now. Eight years, wow. Yes, I'll be going on nine years. You know something? I am going to give you a compliment, right? It's going to make your head swell, okay? Okay. I totally thought you were about 22 or so. Oh, thank you. (laughs) And if you were and you had been dancing for eight years, you'd have been like the youngest stripper of all time and it would have just been like totally illegal. (laughs) And it's like, there's no way you should have been allowed to do it. Yeah, I have been dancing since I was 18 and I'm 27. Have you had threesomes with boyfriends or is it with like friends with benefits? Is it with like just friends in general? Do you have like an open-minded circle of friends? Like how does that normally come about? Because most of the guys who are listening, they've never had a threesome in their life. And here's the thing, most of the men who are listening, they don't even think it's possible to meet a woman who would be prepared to have a threesome as well they believe that if you were to say to a woman hey i would like to have a threesome that she'd go what i'm not a slut (laughs) don't you don't degrade me what how dare you who do you think you're talking you know what i mean so how did this come about for you so i think there still are some people that are uptight like that in the world but i think that we're coming into a new age with sexuality that different things that are just more out in the open and more known about more accepted and i hope it grows and grows and keeps growing that way so for threesomes i've actually never had a threesome with someone i've been in a long-term relationship with but maybe a short-term little fling kind of friends with benefits kind of thing with having a threesome in a relationship with somebody that you're in a long-term relationship with even a short term i think that just communicating and trusting each other and making sure that it's what both of you want 
you know, in the moment and that it's just a good time and it's just fun and it's not, you know, it doesn't carry a ton of emotion or baggage or anything with it. But how do you arrange them? So is it a case where, let's say, you and some kind of friend, he's like, hey, would you like a threesome? And you go, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, we need to find another person. And then you both shop around to look for another person. Or is it that you have a circle of people that you're in and you all kind of know that you're all down for threesome. So when you want one, you just kind of call someone who you know is probably going to be interested. So there definitely are like swinger cliques and things like that that people are in and fetish factories that people go to and things like that to find connections with other couples or with individuals that they you know have those experiences with on the regular then there's also couples who will go out to strip clubs and bars and things like that and shop around for someone they find attractive or sexually compatible for them and then other times it happens to be with friends you know it just happens one night of partying or you know, things like that yeah, but too. Yeah, K- Kitty, I'm, I'm talking about you though. Oh, with me, it's always just been with friends. And in the moment kind of thing. I've never actually went out and shopped for a threesome. It's always just been a spur of the moment kind of spontaneous thing. How many times have you been in a situation for a threesome to just explode in the moment in a completely unplanned manner? I don't know how many times. I would have to think about it. More times than you can count. Interesting. <laughs> you know what's funny about you? You sound so sweet to talk to. Thank you. You really, do. you really do. And I know for a fact that every man who's listening is going to be confused because he's like, huh, she sounds like she belongs on Dawson's Creek. She really does. She sounds like Dawson's Creek or Saved by the Bell, just like all American lovely sweet kind good little girl but at the same time she's dancing on poles for money she's grinding on laps for money she's selling pictures of her feet for money and she's having explosive threesomes that just come out of nowhere and it's like huh you can't judge a book by its cover clearly for sure Ooh, so you see the sweet nature i'm picking up on now is that the side of you that you express in the club or is it a different side i definitely have multiple layers i would say so i have my sweet and nice my friendly personality and then i have you know when i start drinking i get more bubbly and more frisky and fun and sexual and frisky is a good word yeah so i get a little wild depending on if i'm drinking or not but even when i'm not drinking i'm still very sexual and sensual in different ways and i don't get angry very often but if i need to i'll put my foot down in the club for sure when would you ever need to put your foot down in the club so like we've talked about consent before and at your discretion you know when it comes to sexuality there's also definitely a fine line with that in the strip club and in adult entertainment and sex work so with that being said if someone crosses a boundary a personal boundary that i have or you know a rule or boundary that the club has I need to shut it down and if I shut it down nicely and it's crossed again then I have to put my foot down in a more stern fashion and 
certain things, you know, when it starts involving money and things like that, then sometimes I have to put my foot down too. You mean in times where, is that where like men will ask you for sex for money? Is that what you mean? Or when they won't pay you for a dance? No, it would be more when they don't want to pay me what I said is the price. <laughs> I see, I see, I see. What would you say is the wildest thing you've done sexually? Hmm. I don't think there's one particular thing that's the wildest thing I've done sexually. Oh, I actually have a funny story though. So I was, I'll say about a year or two ago, I was giving head in the car while he was driving. We were having fun, having a wild night, and so when I get loose and I get frisky, I don't care where I am or whatever, you know, obviously I'm, I'm pretty normal in public, but I don't mind PDA, and in the car, it's like game on, so, so I was giving some head in the car, and we were on the way home. We pulled into my garage. It's automatic, so the garage door goes down, and we were in there for a while, I would say 30 to... 30 minutes or more you were giving him head for 30 yes minutes. just giving him head nothing else yes that was that guy's got some self-control <laughs> man good for him good for him yeah so i think the alcohol played into that as well also can i say one thing i've just realized something you clearly enjoy giving head i do yeah you, you love it don't you at, at times yes yeah uh, okay. if i'm in the mood yeah but, but continue though back with the story so we never shut the car off and you know if you're in the garage with the car and the fumes and the whole thing and you know you can pass out and die so i almost died giving head in the car in the middle of the night in my own garage <laughs> did, did you pass out though? no i did not i before we started having sex after head I got out of the car to go inside because I wanted to be, you know, more spread out. So when I got out of the car and was like making him come inside is when I noticed that the car was on and we'd been in there all that time with the car on and the garage door closed. Okay, somebody likes to live life on the edge. <laughs> so I want to ask you a question, right? And answer this as honestly as possible, okay? Don't say what you think I or any man might want to hear. Just... Speak from the heart. Okay. Does size matter? Yes. What is the ideal size? I like I like it big. What's big? I I mean I like like eight inches, maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. Ooh. More for so sure. What, ten? <laughs> more for sh Jesus Christ, Kitty. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa. All okay, right. but. So what? There's something to enjoy with everyone. There is. So I've had small, big, medium, medium, whatever you want to call them. Schmedium. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> with those, I mean, it's like, you know, there's different enjoyable factors of every size. So the bigger, the better for me. Uh, I have a lot of girlfriends. Whoa, 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 whoa. The bigger, the better. Yes. So are you, are you telling me there's no upper limit to where it's like, okay, 
Hold on. I this would say 12 inches would be a bit much. But anywhere from God. like 8 to 10, that's God good. Damn. <laughs> 8 to 10 is good. All right then. Well, you know, you're, you're a trooper, you are. Bloody <laughs> hell. All right. Okay then. So, have you ever had a man with a small dick really rock your world in some way? And if so, what did he do? Yeah. So the smaller dicks I've actually noticed will make me squirt more. Ooh. Where I enjoy bigger, more so as my preference in a different way than if it's smaller, I've noticed that I, yeah. Smaller dicks make you squirt more, huh? Not to say that I don't come with bigger, bigger men, but... I I personally like the way that bigger dicks feel. I definitely enjoy it and it makes me come as well, but I've noticed for some reason with the smaller dicks it makes me squirt versus come. Huh. You know, the funny thing is you're saying that and in my head I'm trying to like visualize why that's the case, but it's pointless to try because I'm not a woman and I don't have the anatomy and it's like I can't imagine like the opening to the vagina and the nerve endings inside and how big dicks and small dicks would hit anything because I just don't have that wiring so it's a mystery (laughs) so I guess because I this is just my guess so I've always heard that the g-spot is more towards the front and the top of the inside of the vagina so I'm guessing that the smaller guys hit it right there and yeah so i think that's probably it can you tell me something men do in the bedroom that absolutely makes your vagina go bone dry just dry like whatever wetness was there is now just gone and you're like i can't believe you did that thing what were you thinking okay when they try to rub the clit the wrong way or just like like scratch at it like a dj or if their nails are long and it is scratching you someone said that before someone said yeah scratch like but literally like like a dj someone literally used that same analogy like two episodes (laughs) back all right yeah it's very annoying in foreplay as well if you don't know how to do it communicate learn how to watch a youtube video read i don't know are we talking about foreplay in general or are we talking about playing with uh, the clip now what are we talking about well i specifically don't like that one thing but yes foreplay in general there's always ways to learn how if you don't want to ask your partner which i always suggest first always talk to them ask them what they like try new things get to know their body and what they like but yeah if if you don't have a partner and you're looking to learn new things definitely i feel like porn is not a good depiction of real sex but yeah read a book things like that will definitely help and what is something that men have done to you in the past which has made you go oh my god Am I here with a man or am I here with 
some being who's been sent here from some ascended realm is here to just give me an evening of sexual ecstasy what the hell is going on i don't believe i can take this i like when a man can take control and knows what he's doing i don't like yeah i guess like take control obviously it's a power exchange and you know at times you're in control at times the other person's in control but i like when a man can grab me by my waist and oh. move the right way and know how to make me come. Oh. Without me having to coach him. Grab you, move you by the waist and know. So effectively, it's like this. You want to be overwhelmed in a sea of emotions. Like the whole experience is too much for you. And you're just lost in whatever is happening to you in that moment. Yes, I want to not know, I guess. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I don't want it to be predictable. I don't want it to be what, like, for me to have to do everything or for me to have to initiate every single step. Something I just want to say right here to the man who's listening. I've done a few of these conversations with women right now. And one thing you should realize is that every single freaking woman has all said that they want the man to dominate them physically. Right. There's a recurring theme. Go back and listen to every episode. This keeps coming up. So for the love of God, if you are there in the bedroom and you're basically not doing what she's saying and you're being all shy and tentative and stuff and like, you're a delicate flower. I don't want to hurt you. I would stop that because even though Miss Kitty Cartel does sound like a delicate flower, it doesn't seem like she wants to be treated like a delicate flower. Is that right, Kitty? No, I do want to be treated like a delicate flower. Actually, I want to be, I want to be glorified and oh. and respected and um, admired oh. and all of that. Glorified, Kitty. Glorified. Yes. Such a good <laughs> yes. word, Kitty. I want glorified. You, I want you to treat me and my body like I'm a goddess. I do. But you see, that's not the same as delicate flower, though. But I also, oh, and I don't want you to hurt me. But Kitty, like a goddess, Kitty. Yeah. Like a goddess, <laughs> Kitty. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glorified, you know, what a word. I can, I can tell you read. I can actually tell you read. Your, your use of English is interesting. Thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> tell. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Because if not, this might be a good place to end the chats i think we've touched on everything all right then well this has been an episode of game global podcast thank you to the man who is listening or the woman who is listening the people thank you to the person who lives in florida who actually happens to live like across the road from kitty and you didn't realize that this is your neighbor who lives across the road from you by pure coincidence that happens to be on this podcast you're listening to thank you to that person thank you to the guy in johannesburg or the person in tokyo and also thank you to you kitty thank you for being here thank you thank you thank you so i have another question for thee so there's probably some man listening who's like you know what she sells pictures of her feet and i think i'd like to buy one i'm not here to judge if this man if you and this man want to come to some sort of terms well how could he find you in order to get the wheels in motion 
The best way to find me is on Instagram at kittycartel underscore. And send me a message. Don't be shy. You know, I could hear the smile in your voice as you said that. It was actually interesting. You was, you said that and I could hear the smile. And uh, yeah, well, I am at Kieran Callum, as you probably know. And uh, this is Game Global. We've also got the Game Academy coming on the 2nd of June. So look out for that and take care. Have yourself a great week. Stay safe and try not to catch COVID. Bye. <laughs>